Hey, unless you've been under a rock, you know the NFL is back, college football is back, and the NBA Finals are underway. Prime betting season right now. It's winning season, though, at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but a little something-something on the game. Whether it's not that much, or maybe more than not that much, if you've got a hunch about something, is a lot more fun than just flipping around, oh, there's a game on. Get with my bookie. MyBookie.com, the official website to get your sweet action with this ZabeCast. Go there right now and put your deposit in. They will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Pretty sweet, right? Plus, they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks. I mean, come on. Get in on this. It is the best leverage you'll ever get to win a big payday without having to risk losing a big payday. All that and more is at mybookie.com. Promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Get that 100% dollar-for-dollar matchup. Sign up today and bet with the site I use, mybookie.com. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, it's all there at mybookie.com. Today on the ZabeCast, I'm not exactly superstitious, but as Michael Scott once said, I'm a little stitious. We've got murder hornets, Egyptian mummies, and forfeits to lead off, plus the guest you love to hate, Glenny G-Unit Eunice, on a Tuesday post-week four. Also, you want Hitler? We'll give you Hitler. Your high test, not street legal, 30-plus minute dose of pure Zabe is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. Thank you for downloading. 2020 has three months left. And I'm starting to think we better buckle the hell up. President's out of the hospital. Thank God for that. May his continued recovery continue. May he enjoy a continued, something like, whatever. And now we'll see what the, we'll see what the media does now to, freak out over what what a three-day spasm that was wasn't it if you watched any of the news coverage flipping and flopping from oh my god he's worse off than they than they say wait wait he's in a he's in a car with secret service what is he doing the maniac pick an angle and stick with it no never mind it's the media they're just gonna go with whatever gets them all ginned up at any given time quick aside do you think the next Republican president, if there is one in my lifetime, who knows? But the next one, however many cycles from now, no matter what type of Republican he is, will those who learn to hate Trump so much hate the next Republican just as much? Will they find a way to gin up that inner rage? What if it's another Mitt Romney? Old Mittens Romney, one of the most gentle, lame, milquetoast, God-fearing, family man-having. Okay, you're probably right. I know what you're saying right now. You're like, of course they're going to hate the next Republican president just as much. They'll find a way. They'll find a reason to hate him. Should be fun times. Okay, on to the sports, or not yet sports. We'll get to that in a second. Murder Hornets. Remember them? Apparently, there's a colony somewhere in the state of Washington, 
and entomologists are frantically trying to find it, not just to study the old murder hornets, but also because apparently they're moving into, and I kid you not, their slaughter phase. (laughs) Of course. Of course, murder hornets would have a quote-unquote slaughter phase. I only wish they had called it slaughter mode. That would have been fantastic. Apparently what it is, and thankfully for now, the slaughter phase is when the uh, Asian giant hornet attacks smaller beehives. So they slaughter smaller, wimpier bees. Hey, do you even lift, bro? Hey, do you even build hives, bro? Watch this. Sting, sting, sting. You're dead. And then they eat all the dead bees, and they take over their hive, and they eat their honey, and who knows whatever else they do. Murder, or the slaughter phase of the murder hornets. What happens when they get tired of murdering other bees and slaughtering other bees? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming. And then we are doomed. Then there is this, apparently an Egyptian mummy that was in a sarcophagus, love that word, was cracked open in front of a crowd of people with neck strap cameras like frickin' tourists. Frickin'? Hate frickin'. Fucking tourists. Okay, you know what? You don't need to say fucking. Just a Egyptian, an Egyptian mummy was cracked open after 2,500 years in front of a bunch of neck strap tourists. For the first time, (laughs) people were joking on Twitter. You can almost see the curses flowing out of that sarcophagus right into the noses of the people standing around. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I wouldn't be anywhere near opening up something that is 2,500 years old from an ancient civilization. No, 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 no. Have I watched too many Raiders of the Lost Ark movies? Probably. But why take the risk? Why? Like, either there's nothing in there, like a dirty old body, or (laughs) you crack it open, and then there's a blinding light, and you turn into a melted puddle of goo. Maybe a .0000000001% chance of the blinding light with the Melting into goo, but it's there. If you don't stand around that sarcophagus as they open it up and you just watch the clips on TV, you get to watch other people melt into a pile of goo safely from your internet connection and go, (laughs) thank God the mummy spirits didn't get me. 2020, though, keeps on going. LSU to allow booze back in Tiger Stadium. They will also eliminate the so-called wellness checks at the stadium gates i'll just file this one under nature is healing nba finals ratings were down huge on friday down 70 plus percent from one year ago that is a shit ton it was the lowest rated nba finals game in the history of the league or in in 40 years which is almost the history of the modern league but you get my point in fact uh 40 years would take us back to 82, actually to 80, so that's carry the two, divide by pi. Yeah. Basically, the NBA finals were on tape delay up until 1980. And so, therefore, it's the lowest rated finals or final game in finals game in history. But 
And of course, the usual suspects, namely Clay Travis, are banging on the NBA saying, get woke, go broke. People hate LeBron James. He's a phony. They're not going to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm making the jerking off motion right now. I don't think that helps them, but that's not the bulk of the ratings drop. The NBA Finals in a bubble where all we've seen is bubble games for months is not an exciting product. It is not Pat O'Brien. Oh, we are here live this afternoon at the Great Western Forum for the Lakers and the Celtics. He didn't talk like this, but I'm talking like this. Pat O'Brien. By the way, do you remember, if you're my age, remember the days in which the NBA Finals would come on after the PGA Tour golf on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, about 5 o'clock East Coast time? Pat O'Brien would be there, and you would be so excited to watch an NBA Finals game. In broad daylight, in the middle of June, with the weather really nice, you're like, I ain't going outside. Fucking watching Magic versus Bird. Let's go. Those days, they're gone forever. Anyhow, so it was on a Friday night. That's a big ding. Number two, we've been watching bubble basketball forever. That's a ding. Three, the Lakers were up two games to none. That's a ding. Uh, The Heat were hurt. That's another ding. And then you had the fact that it's out of season. It doesn't feel right right now. Even though it didn't have much direct competition at a Padres game on opposite, but that's not enough to pull anything. The real big opposite pull on cable TV was the fact the president had been helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center, which was kind of a pretty big story. And so ratings for the cable TV networks were sky high. I don't know what the overlap is, though, between a basketball fan and somebody who's going to watch cable news. I don't watch cable news. I stopped watching cable news many years ago. I'm not humble bragging. I found it to be quite liberating to the point where when my father-in-law comes to stay at our house, and of course he turns on Fox News, it starts to make me viscerally, like my skin crawl. I just don't want to hear it. And that's a network that I mostly agree with, at least most of the points. But by the way, Fox News has really gone south in terms of, you know, their, I don't want to say fidelity to being a right-leaning alternative to the hard left other cable networks. But man, Murdoch's kids have that thing veering in a leftward direction. There is no question about it. But whatever. I don't watch it for that. I don't watch it at all because it's just, it's cable news. It's, you know, bang, and they got the alert. Uh, breaking news now. And they're like, we go to the Capitol Hill for hearings on this confirmation. And you start getting your 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 blood all boiled up, depending on which side you're on, or maybe not depending. You get your blood boiled either way. Anyhow, so the NBA Finals are way down. To me, the big question is, where do the NBA Finals bounce back to and how quick? Do they ever regain, in other words, 2019 television ratings? That's the big challenge. You can blame all these temporary external factors on a huge drop of 70%, but it's still a drop of 70%. If a pandemic, if other events scatter your typical viewers to the wind, you got to go back and collect them all somehow, or you got to get new viewers. I'm not sure the NBA Finals will ever regain its 2019 number. In fact, it never, the NBA Finals never touched the last of the Jordan years number. The the two thousand the uh, ninety eight finals, which I think drew an eighteen share 
which was the high watermark for the NBA. Wikipedia has these ratings. Ratings you can go look them up. Yeah, you don't want to go look them up. Yeah, okay, sorry. So there you go. Uh, the NFL has warned teams they could forfeit games if they don't follow protocols. They're investigating what protocols that the uh, Titans might have violated. Okay. I, I dare you. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the league. But remember, a forfeit to punish one team is an insanely unfair gift to another team because on any given Sunday, we all know, anybody can beat anybody else. And then there's this. I've never seen this before, and it is quite interesting. Alan Shipnuck tweeted the following. Golf writer Alan Alan Shipnuck tweeted the following. A sketch of a golf hole. A hand-drawn sketch. And here's what he tweeted. Folks, a little help. A friend of mine is obsessing about a hole he played years ago. Around Pinehurst or in Florida? Question mark. Reachable dog. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Pinehurst, Florida. Two very different places. Two very different styles of golf courses. Pinehurst or Florida. Okay. Let's continue. Reachable dogleg par five with U-shaped fairway that has a scrubby wasteland down the middle. Green is slightly uphill, guarded by water. Here's his crude sketch. Any thoughts? <laughs> I took one glance at it and I was like, okay, I'm not even, I don't have time to go dive down into the responses of, I think it's this hole. I think it's that hole. But this is funny because it's a concept I never, ever before contemplated, which is, oh, it's like a police sketch, but for a golf hole. Have you seen this man? Sort of a medium skin tone, about six foot high, mustache, thin, no, thin mustache, thick nose, uh, eyes that are sort of slant. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sketch of a golf hole. Hey, man, I can't remember where I played this hole. I swear, though, it's a great hole. Big dog leg, marsh, water. How about you remember the goddamn course it was on? What's wrong with you, my friend? All right, time for our man, Lenny G. Unit Eunice. The Zabecast. Outcast, hey ya! He looks just like RG3, but he's got more rhythm. Where's my music? I can't even hear it. Do you have one of your plugs out again? I don't know. It's playing in the background, though. Sorry you can't hear it. That's fine. How are you, Zane? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? So we got quite the docket of things to talk about today, including best story available. So people have been saying, you know, I'm warming (laughs) to your boy, Glenn. I, I want to hear stories about him with Ed and other athletes. But just in a little bit more of a structured way, not quite so much name droppy. And I said, all right, we'll set okay. Glenn up once a, once a visit for best story available, of which you've got more than a few to choose from. So we will uh, start that today, which should be Sounds fun. good. I, I like the structure. You give me lots of homework. <laughs> lots of structure. Okay. Uh, let's start with this. What is your ideal schedule of games? We are taping right now, and I... Apologize, I'm dragging you away from the early Chiefs Patriots game. But we got two well, Monday night a, games. A massive debacle what? in that game. Yeah, what? It's six three right now. Chiefs over the Patriots. If the Patriots win this game, 
I mean, it'll be an all-timer. They were 10-point dogs when it was announced that Hoyer was starting. It's the yeah. largest underdog number Belichick has been in 18 years. Suck on that one and tell me how it tastes. Unbelievable, wow. right? Well, Mahomes just got sacked by uh, uh, whatever the guy's name is, Milanovic or uh, Marinovic or whatever <laughs> Scott the Milanovic, ex-Terrapin yeah. quarterback. Todd Marinovic, Scott, former Todd USC Marinovich. quarterback. Yeah. Um, guy can keep Dean going. John Malkovich, whatever. John Malkovich. Whatever the blonde hair, you know, Polish-Irish Malkovic guy is, whatever his okay. name is. Milanovic. I don't not know not Nikovitz. Nikovitz is gone. Long gone. Hit. The, the other one, the new version of that <laughs> the guy. The new version. Okay. The new version of him with a similar right. name and hair like Clay Matthews. Oh. He sacked. I'm looking at the play right now. He sacks Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't hit the ground. He tries to wiggle out. The ball pops loose. He may, may have tried to throw it. 90 on the uh, Patriots intercepts it, catches it in the air before it hits the ground, and the refs blow it dead. Chiefs punt in like two seconds while Belichick is screaming at the officials. And that's it. Touchback on the oh, punt, and Patriots have the ball. They're playing the they're playing the, the thing again. That's unbelievable. And yeah. and Carrenti, the crew chief, is pointing down, down, down. Even though yeah, he crazy. threw he threw his beanbag yeah. to indicate the change of yeah. possession, and right. this is where the ball came out. Fuck Carrenti. I've never liked Carrenti. I don't know what it is about him. Now he's a cancer survivor. Okay, so give him props for that. I think he survived throat cancer. He has okay. never fucking rubbed me the right way. Uh, Chase Chase Winovich, or yeah, him Vinovich, uh, Vinovich, yeah. blonde hair. Is that Michigan, like Bill Vinovich? Third, third round pick, six three two fifty. Chase Winovich. I think it's Win. It may be Vin. Who knows? Okay, I think it's Win. All right. So 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 this is the thing. If if New England wins this game with fucking oh. Hoyer. Uh, after a pandemic reschedule, after having lost their quarterback with eight guys opting out to start the season on the road on a Monday night. I mean, flying in in the morning, flying out at night. Belichick is the modern goat. He's the modern Lombardi. There's nobody he even is. close to him. Maybe maybe even a tick. I, I'm not old enough, and I know half your audience is in, in Green Bay and, and, and the rest in D.C., and, and Lombardi has a taste of both of those places in a big way, but – maybe a tick higher than him now we'll see you know recency bias and all that stuff you know what it's harder now than it was under lombardi the the ravages of the salary cap and the hard decisions you have to make it's a complete joke and And it's just the spotlight and the money and the complacency of being rich as fuck and uh yes successful the let's just say the colorfulness of the athletes that you are charged <laughs> with getting to march in a row right can you imagine having to wrangle 60 70 just animals idiots mongoloids intelligence you know intellects on some level too oh sure people that think they're smarter than you younger than you so, i mean just for it's the most alpha stupid it crazy space alpha. in the world yeah do you think you think lombardi ever had to deal with say a player brawling with another player because his sister baby mama drama yeah yes <laughs> the jalen ramsey golden tate fight and the fact that it was over hey my sister was your baby mama, and now she's and with somebody else. Dipped, or, or yeah. no? He dipped, he, on, he dipped her. on her. Yeah, he dipped on her. <laughs> and they're like brawling at the fifty-yard line, and and you have to deal with that as a coach. You have to go. Okay, look, 
Jalen, yeah. uh, we love you as a player. You're making a lot of money. You're one of the best corners in the league, but we can't be fighting other guys on the team. That shit you need to take care of with your lawyer or yeah. through other channels. Right. Yeah. Not- have I, have, yes or no, have I hung out with Jalen Ramsey multiple times? Yes. How is yes. he? Yes. <laughs> and how is he? Is he's he- he's a nice guy, smart, smart young kid. He, he's with the same, we have agencies in common. So um, he's a nice guy. Nice guy, done some photo shoots and did like a uh, 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 Old Spice thing two years ago at the Super Bowl. He's a good guy. Nice guy. I mean, but, from, from but, what I know. I mean, I, I've never, you know. Dipped out on Golden Tate's sister. Right. With whom he's got kids. But but again, yeah. I, I, mean, see, who, I know see no ring on this finger. Also, like, who knows? Where the fuck you been at all night? Where, you know, who knows what he's coming home doing? Like, yeah, oh, man, yeah, right. Who has any idea about any of this? <laughs> Who's going to take sides in that? I don't know. The, how do we know she's... How do we know she? Yeah, right. How do we know she ain't been dipping? She might have been hanging out with Earl Thomas and his brother over. Who know, I mean, you know, we have no clue about any of this stuff. Hey, unless you've been under a rock, you know the NFL is back, college football is back, and the NBA Finals are underway. Prime betting season right now. It's winning season though at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but a little something, something on the game, whether it's not that much or maybe more than not that much, if you've got a hunch about something is a lot more fun than just flipping around, oh, there's a game on. Get with MyBookie. MyBookie.com, the official website to get your sweet action with this ZabeCast. Go there right now and put your deposit in. They will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Pretty sweet, right? Plus, they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks. I mean, come on. Get in on this. It is the best leverage you'll ever get to win a big payday without having to risk losing a big payday. All that and more is at mybookie.com. Promo code Zabe. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Get that 100% dollar for dollar matchup. Sign up today and bet with the site I use, mybookie.com. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, it's all there at mybookie.com. Well, I know this. Bill O'Brien is no Bill Belichick. Fired today, four games in. I actually heard a segue. Long, God, that is a professional segue. Thank you. The Long, Belichick. The, I know two guys this. named I mean, Bill. It's a double level. Two, it's a double. Oh, no, oh. but it, he used to coach for Belichick. It's He's, a double level segue. I mean, that is pro. I mean, that's just. Well, God, that's just, a good segue. All right. Sorry. Okay. Uh, he is part of the <laughs> Belichick tree, which yeah. has yielded basically nothing but poison fruit. Bill O'Brien might be one of the more successful offshoots of the Belichick tree because look at all the other failures. Charlie Weiss, uh, Romeo Cornell. Who's uh, now in his stead right now. Josh McDaniels, the next asshole to get fired uh, in Detroit, Matt Patricia. Right. It's like, give me one Belichick guy that succeeded somewhere else. Mangini is another douche fail. Good call. Good call. It's weird. I don't know why that is. The other thing is, you know, Bill O'Brien, your doppelganger, is known to sort of be a douche. And so a lot of people are saying that this is finally caught up to him. You know what I mean? Uh, the other thing is the best, the best coaches ever have a hard time coaching and GMing. What in God's name made the Houston Texans and McNair family think that he Bill could O'Brien both. could do both? After he had already failed for a couple of years as the head coach. It, it, is it? 
Was it laziness? Is it cheapness? Is it just a band-aid to get somebody else that they have their eye on and they knew he'd fail? So it's an easy way to clean house and not bring somebody else in. But either way, my God, finally. And, and, and let me just say this. Um, I, I, I like Deshaun Watson. I think he's a fine quarterback and a really good quarterback and one of the top handful of quarterbacks. But he's not at the level that they think he is or that he thinks he is and that the league thinks he is. I, I think he's good. I don't think he's like, you know, Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or even Lamar level. Lamar, you know, took a tick back last couple of weeks, maybe, but uh, he's not at that level, I don't think. So, uh, you know, they, they have their work cut out for them in Houston. They haven't, Houston you, hasn't been right in a while. You ask why they would give him that power, under what yeah. reasoning? And I will just answer that with this You've been in radio with me, yeah. you've seen some of these management decisions <laughs> along the way. We we yeah. had a, we had a guy that fell into being the manager of the station in DC. Glasgow. For, for, no, I'm not going to mention his name. Oh. It's, it wasn't no, okay. it wasn't him. Uh, this was the, this was, was, was the this was the manager. This was the the top guy running the shop back when Dan yeah. Snyder owned the the entire enterprise and <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, he yeah, got yeah. he got the job Glenn because he was around. And yeah. because he was a trim guy with nice hair that yeah. looked like he looked like he fit the part. He fit the part. Now, yeah, right. He, and he was very nice, but he was as dumb as a fucking golden retriever. In fact, that's an insult to golden retrievers. <laughs> there were young <laughs> gals. Smart dog. <laughs> there were there were young gals in the office who would tell me stories. Going, yeah, I had to show them how to use Excel or PowerPoint or this, or that. And like they would get him a book on, here's how to use this basic program. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And they're like, no, you have no idea. But he looked the part, and he was able to smile and just sort of fake it. He kind of faked it for a couple of years. He didn't do anything that was totally insane, although there was a few hires that were really, really bad under his watch. He ends up getting fired. They sell the station. It basically yep. goes down. I watched the whole thing while sitting on the, the, the deck of the Titanic. And you can see it from a mile away. Right. He approved the launching of a show that turned out to be a huge failure that everyone yeah, said, no, yeah, this is not going to happen. Guess what? So he bounces out. He goes to some small station in Colorado. I mm. just saw an email. He's now in the Bay Area, and he's with Entercom now. <laughs> and he is like this regional sales guy. He's climbed back up the fucking ladder. It's who you know and how you yeah. snow. Who yeah. can you no, snow true. with who you know? And then if you keep on moving, nobody brings your failures with you. You leave them behind like an old court record. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Being in the right place at the right time is part of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, and radio is different because it's, it's you're, I mean, it you, is, but you it's out, not. It's so Just, stupid. Ask any other industries. I'll get it. I'll, no, I'll bet, I, I'll I bet you'll get me, a dozen I, emails going, hey, I'm in the a plumbing industry and here's this, or I'm in the you no, know, materials right. industry. There was this, but, but, but I will, you're hundred percent. So why, is, foot, so why is football any different? It isn't. Any it's different. not. No, you're right. It's, it's an organization. It just football's the widget, but everything else is an organ. You're right. I mean, you're exactly right. I bet um, Bill O'Brien sounded like in meetings, you know, with his ruggedly he good, he has the right pedigree, his, his ruggedly though, good looks who looks just like yeah. somebody I know. Yeah. Yet yeah, with a bigger right. chin dimple than me, I bet right. he looked. Well, his, I bet he looked his, and his sounded like good looks. Yeah, I bet he looked and, and he sounded like resume, and a sensible head coach. Right. You also you you know this better than I do. The NFL is the not a the copycat league, and even though 
Belichick's tree hasn't yielded the fruit that everyone wants it to. He still has that resume and they give it a go. And sometimes, and I think this plays into something else you want to talk about, is they don't want to they, – they're never going to admit they made a mistake. So they just yeah. pay the guy. They hope and pray it works out, whether right. it's a coach or a quarterback, right? And then if they don't, they just blame it on him. It doesn't matter the money. They don't care about well, the law. They don't – it just – they keep it moving. Well, Because at the end of the day, that cash register still checks every single day. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you have the fact that getting a quarterback is so hard, and the it's... guessing game that's involved. Somebody sent me the stats: Josh Allen now through the last fifteen games, so it's almost a sixteen-game full season schedule, slating back to next year. He's like thirty-five over three, Glenn, with ten rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Josh Allen was ridiculed as a pick yep. by the pundits early on because he was. Uh, inaccurate as fuck. He was like a 56% passer and he did dumb shit, but he's somehow gotten it together. And he is way better than Sam Darnold. He is way better than Josh Rosen drafted ahead of him. Almost out of the league, almost out of the league. Not one. one. Rosen Rosen was like one eleven or something like that. What? No. Josh Rosen. Rosen one, one. No, you're wrong on that. Kalani boy. Okay. You sure? I do this for a living. Okay. This has come up with me a few times before. <laughs> All right. I trust you. Tenth. Excuse me. Not 110. He was one slash 10. All right. My apologies. But it's all right. He's almost out of the fucking league. That's the thing. That's the thing. So, you know, the 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 the, the whole the, the science. What I want to do is I want to sit down the pundits that are still at ESPN and say, okay, let's go back a couple years. Here's Josh Allen now. Here's Sam Darnold. No chance they're going to go back and, and critique what they missed or what they thought they saw. Why not? Because it'll kill their credibility. Because they try to make this thing like it. So I'm going to go on a little soapbox here, and I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. They want to make it like it's some science and voodoo and art combined, and I'm sure there is some of that, right? But here's where it goes into, and this is where I'm a player apologist. There are a million, and maybe, let's just say a black player apologist. Let's just go on on that limb and say that. There are a million former players that are like, you guys don't know what it takes to play and to scout, and I do because I saw it and I see it, right? And they don't get a chance for whatever reason, maybe because they don't want to grind or maybe because they don't want to pay their dues or maybe who knows what, but maybe playing at that level paid their dues. But ask anybody, any regular rank-and-file player, not the superstar, maybe the superstars too, but ask any player, and they'll tell – and you you know – that they can tell if a guy's a player right away. They know it. They can see it on them. They can smell it on them. They can see how they walk and they move. Well, then why don't we just but make players? Scouts, let's just make players huh? scouts and let's make ex players GMs, and they will be able to sniff out like dogs that what, can sniff cancer. What's the? They'll what's just the sniff worst? out. They'll just sniff out who can play and who can't play. I, I mean, how much? Okay, so would it be worse than the current system? No, it would that's not be what worse. I'm, thank you. That's. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. How much and what's the risk? And the same thing with coaches. Put the former players in. Let's see what happens. They're doing it in the NBA. It's not killing that league. It's actually helping that league. Yeah. By the way, the, the NBA is getting a little resurgence, by the way, um, where it slacked for a little bit. But the other thing is, is let's look at the who's the let, let's Baltimore bias. I'll lead the question, Your Honor. Leading leading the witness. Who's the best GM in the last twenty five years? Arguably Ozzy. <laughs> former player. Ding. 
So let's just if we're going to go off of examples, let's use that one and say, hey, let's find. And and, and by the way, I subscribe to the these great players are have a hard time coaching and translating. I I get that. I I buy that on some level because they have some weird, innate, God given extra terrestrial sense that it's hard to explain and translate. So I buy that on some level. But there's a million. Look at look at Anthony Weaver right now. He's he's actually doing he he went to Notre Dame. He played in in the Ravens. Uh, he's the coordinator for the uh, Texans, I believe. Okay. All right. He's, um, the, he's the interim guy now, right? Uh, no, Romeo. Romeo. Oh, Romeo. For, Romeo. For, for, for Romeo. Romeo. By the way, but there's the re- – I mean, retread. City USA, what the fuck? Well, there's it's a temporary – It's always retread. Yeah, but it's a temporary I have nothing job. against Romeo Cornell. It's a temporary but, job. It's just – it's just a, It's like I Bill Callahan was the, was the guy to sit in Jay's seat for a couple of weeks last year for the Skins. Yeah, and you made okay. fun of it every single week as you should have. Well, he sucked as a head Because all he wanted to do was run the ball and get the hell out of there. Uh, but guess what? It wasn't even a real situation. Guess what? You know who's got the best running attack in the NFL right now? And guess who is their O-line coach? That'd be the Cleveland Browns, and that would be – That's right. Billy Covered Wagon Callahan. He Old also Ironside Callahan. Sick running backs. He does. Now down to one because it looks yeah. like Chubb is gone for some time. Okay. So about the quarterbacks, look, I don't think it would kill anyone's credibility to put some ESPN guys up there to go, you know what? Here's what I missed, or here's where this guy improved and good for him. I, I don't think it would. I think it would actually endear us on the other side of the I television agree a to seeing percent. them do that. And I can't believe they'd be that skinned. I hope this, though. I hope even without the cameras rolling, I hope these guys are doing that backwards Some research, self-scouting yeah. to go, okay, yeah. I made this mistake before. Like in the case of Josh Rosen, dad's like a fucking oncologist. He's as soft right. as a pile of Charmin, <laughs> white, rich kid. Fucking right. not gonna make it in the league. So, so let let me let's have a dialogue about this because you said exactly what I was thinking, and I didn't say it because I didn't think that you'd want to entertain it. Which is the fact that if they actually were self-critical and went back, the, the the analysts that they would endear themselves to the audience. I think that is an absolute grand slam, exactly right on point. Bullseye of a statement. But the problem is, is I don't think that at the network level they understand about pulling back the curtain actually brings the audience closer. I think they're still under the impression that what they do is magic. And and that, I think, is a massive programming problem. They don't care about bringing the audience closer. They just put the slop out two hours at a time and say, mush is served, and they watch the people line up, and they just slop it And then watch, repeat. And the cheaper they can do it, the better. Amen. Yeah. All right. Um, Speaking of coaches, did you see Mike Zimmer's reported girlfriend in Minnesota? (laughs) Oh, my. She's disgusting. I think she's disgusting. (laughs) I'm not into all that fake boob lip stuff. That's not my scene, man. I mean, the answer is yes, but it's not really like, you know. Let me let me let me set it up for you. Apparently, Mike Zimmer, (laughs) who's a widower, his wife died. You know, he's like 62 years old. His wife died of uh, some terrible disease, and he's had a girlfriend in Minnesota who had gone Good. underground for two years on Instagram, which must have killed her. Elizabeth Katarina, uh, last name, yeah. she's some Russian, Mikitin. Katarina yeah. Elizabeth Mikitin. And she is a fucking stallion pony. Just a petite ass blonde. <laughs> I mean, tiny waist, great I mean, mane yes. of blonde hair. Uh, it's super all fake, skinny. She's like huge fake boobs. Yeah, huge yeah, fake yeah. Whatever. She's thirty eight years old. 
Zimmer yeah. 62. And apparently he's pulling that, and she popped up back on Instagram again. She had been rumored to be seen with the Vikings head coach at various team functions a couple of years ago, but I guess she was laying low. Yeah. Now, look, Zimmer is 64, but he looks like he's pretty rough and yeah. tumble. But here's the thing. Yeah. He looks boring as shit to me. He sounds like the biggest drip in the world, Mike Zimmer. How, what does he make a year? Five, six million bucks a year? And has I guess, been for the last. I oh. guess that does change the equation since. Uh, how many? How many old, jobs are there? You know, he's one of the thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, since old Katerina Elizabeth McKeaton would not be dating Mike Zimmer, quality control manager for yeah. Setzer valves and uh, radiators, right? Zero chance. <laughs> but Mike Zimmer, sick house somewhere in Minnesota and somewhere else, warm and head coach. Yeah, I mean, she, she knows what she's doing. They both know what. Listen. They both know what they're doing. I, I have a, I have a, uh, we have a, my wife and I have close friends who are 22 years apart. He's, he's in sports and, and she's not, and, uh, she's very attractive. And, and, you know, this, this is 22 years apart or 25 years apart. It would be YOLO. Good for Mike Zimmer. Good for her. They both know what they're doing. And, Do uh, they? you know, a lot of, a lot of guys buy, a lot of guys buy Ferraris yeah. at 65. You know what I mean? He's, he's just, does he know, know what he's doing? Who knows what he knows? He, Who, he, he, he knows. may think, he may think he knows what he's doing until she goes crazy on him until she I'll, starts I'll getting you. her Russian mobster buddies to call of, him in the well, middle yeah, of the fucking night saying, you're not going, you're not going to ignore me now, Mr. Football coach. I thought we were still girlfriend, boyfriend. Yevgeny. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vivgeny yeah. <laughs> calls him in the middle of the night. I'll, well, I hope it works out. It's funny that I'll you, tell you who has a really nice, attractive wife too, or girlfriend too, who who lost his or broke up with his wife is Belichick. I've uh, I've seen her in person a couple times. Yes. She's older. She's, she's age more, appropriate. She's more age she's, appropriate, yeah. but she's sporty. Yeah. Uh, Holiday, Very. Linda Holiday, and there she, are pictures of Belichick posing for this New England <laughs> magazine. <laughs> Yeah. With Linda Holiday, it's like it's like it's like Nantucket Homes or something like that, and he's posing, yeah. and he has he has the most forced on smile, and I'm thinking, yeah, I know how yeah. this photo shoot came about. She wouldn't stop asking. She's like, about you're it. doing it, yeah, right. Yeah. Of course, she wore him. I mean, we're all married. We know how it goes. Even Belichick. Yeah. Look, we all deal with that bullshit. It's just a matter of look. Okay, this is what somebody taught me. Oh, and, and I don't even remember who it was. They're all fucked up. It's just might as well have a hot one. <laughs> that's an interesting take I some mean, would say know. some would say the hot you've seen the hot crazy matrix right yeah it's the best ratio ever with the it, with the yes. xy yeah, it's right fantastic. so in other words this in other words here, you say unicorn doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> do you know do you know how early internet that was that was filmed in standard definition it's so good it is if you haven't seen it kids Google hot, crazy matrix. You will not be disappointed. That said, Glenn, we are uh, three minutes left. Time for okay. best story available. Go. Uh, best story available. The time that Ed Reed and I went to the Oscars uh, Ooh, on the red carpet. Academy Awards. Yeah, let's hear it. Go ahead. So half. So we, we get there. What we're year? At the Oscars. What year approximately? Uh, 13, maybe 12, 13, something like that. Fair enough. Uh. Yeah, I guess it was 13 after the Ravens won the Super Bowl, maybe. How, how did he get a ticket? Is that a hard ticket for so an athlete? We, so we were we were there uh, with NFL Films, Rich Eisen, doing a correspondent kind of goofy gig thing. Um, and so Ed was interviewing people. And so we're on the red carpet. We're in tuxes. It's the whole nine yards. We've got a camera crew with us. And What are you doing? Are you in a tux next to him, yeah, oh yeah. like his bodyguard? 100%. 
Yeah, I'm his producer. I'm his right hand okay. man. I'm at every. I go to every. I mean, this is. I mean, literally, like, okay. if I told you today what fun. I just. Yeah, yeah. So helping produce the thing, doing doing what I do, doing what we do. So in a tux, the whole nine yards. We're both on the red carpet. But when they shot when crew. they shot him interviewing a celebrity, you weren't in the shot. It was Ed I, and the celebrity. Correct, but I I'm I mean you you're know, there. You, you were there. there. You were there. You saw me in, a couple feet off. Yeah, like camera. family members texting. Yeah. Oh, we just saw you on TV. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. You were okay, catching fine. you were catching stray bullets of of celebrity of fame. All that. Yeah. Okay. Got yep. It. All right. So half the celebrities are like, who the fuck is this? The other half are like, what the fuck is Ed Reed doing on the red carpet? This is so cool, you know? Okay. And like George Clooney, for example, who's a big Bengals fan, comes up to him. He's like, oh, and he used to date Stacey. He, he whoa, whoa, ago. whoa. Clooney is a Bengals fan? Huge Bengals fan. How'd that happen? I think he's from Cincinnati or his aunt is. You know, his family's famous and his aunt was a writer. He's a huge Bengals fan. It's, right. it's public. Look this up. And no, also you can cool. Google Ed Reed at the Oscars and all this stuff is there. Okay. So um, and he used to date Stacey Keebler years ago, who was a Raven. Anyway, he's obviously in the division and all this stuff. And he comes up to Ed. He goes, oh, Ed Reed. He goes, you kill me every year. I'm a Bengals fan. You know, it was very cool that Clooney came up to Ed and was like, hey, I know who you are. Respect. You kill me. Congrats. You know, I'm off to go do my Oscar thing. Right. So. The one th- we did not have tickets inside of the building. So the one thing I noticed is that half the celebs were like, whatever, half are like, oh, that's cool. It's Ed Reed. But every security guard was like, oh, shit, what up, Ed Reed? And this is when Ed had his Django hair and all this stuff. And everyone's yeah. calling him Django. And, and Django and Chain was popular and all this stuff. OK, fine. So Ed's like, we got we got to get in there. And I'm like, yeah, we'll get in there, bro. Don't worry about it. So while he's doing his thing, I'm a bird dog in every security guard I can get. I'm like. Hey, how do we get Ed, Ed backstage? The guy's like, I don't know. How do we get Ed backstage? So at the very end of the red carpet, we're talking to Guillermo from a Jimmy Kimmel show. And I see one security guard. I'm like, hey, how do we get Ed backstage? He goes, yeah, no problem. Hold on. Oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, Bob over here in Sector 7. We're going to need to get Ed Reed backstage. Thank you. Some guys come out and they're like, you guys ready? And we're like, yep. So we ditch our camera crew and it's just Ed and I in our tuxes. They take us back through a bunch of winding roads and doors and things and all this stuff. Next thing you know, we are in the green room backstage on stage melissa mccarthy paul rudd jeremy rayner all in this room and we are awkward we do not belong here we don't have badges we We don't need no stinking badges head security drops us off gives me a cell phone number and is like text me if you need anything ed and i are sitting in there eating drinking i mean we're literally 20 feet from the stage did any one of those type celebrities recognize ed reed that's that's coming so we're sitting in there a little awkward going, man, we don't really belong here. I'm like, what do you mean we don't belong here? Someone walked us back here. It's not like we're, we dude, belong, belong, shmalong. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? We're in. Start we acting correct. like we belong. Yeah. And, I'm, and we're, we're definitely awkward. We're just sitting there. It's weird. There's couches and TVs and food stations. It's very proper. This old lady with a big wine glass and lipstick all over it goes, who are you two? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, Ed Reed, Super Bowl. Don't, don't worry about it. And she's like, how did you get back here? I run this room. and This is for celebrities going on stage only. And I'm like texting the security guard. I'm like, <laughs> help, help, <laughs> mayday, mayday. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, don't move. I'll be right back. So she goes to talk to the security guard who's posted up outside, who's not the guy who brought us in. And as we're standing up and she's talking to us, Jamie Foxx rolls in. Oh. And he's like, oh, shit. What up, Reed? What up, Reed? 
he's like, oh, so they give each other big hugs. They're hanging out. They're talking. The lady's like, all right, I'm out of here. So the lady left. Behind Jamie Foxx comes Halle Berry. Oh, and Jamie's like, my Jamie. God. And this is documented. Like, you can look up interviews after this with Ed on NFL Network talking about how he met Halle Berry and didn't wash his hands for two days. And he comes up and Jamie's like, hey, Ed, do you know Halle? Halle Berry, Ed Reed, blah, 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 introduce. So this is the best part. And this is did where the he, story all ends. Did the story. he shake hands with Halle with Berry? With Halle Berry. He is did. that the protocol? No hugs, first time meeting, huh? I, 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 I don't How know. How close to Halle Berry were you? Two feet. What'd she smell like? Okay, that was creepy. Everything. Everything. No. You were cl- you were that close to really oh, yeah. like the golden unicorn Pegasus on earth. Yes. The most beautiful, yeah. stunning woman. And how did she look to you? Was she all dressed up for the auto so, show? Full dress? Yeah, everyone was. Full everyone's, makeup. Everyone's, she was ready to go, ready to kill her the red carpet. Everyone's black tie. Everyone's oh. black tie. We're, we're backstage now. So this is like super duper primo. So we saw Charlize Theron walk right past us. And she's stunning, but she had a ton of makeup on. Halle Berry was like perfect the, like makeup but it wasn't how, taped on how skinny just, how I mean, skinny perfect. did they look in person because it's always um, when you meet somebody who looks skinny on tv they look even skinnier in person correct um Halle Berry looked normal and so did Charlize oh, okay um, that's good but but I mean how I can't tell you how perfect her skin was and how just beautiful just truly forget hot and sexy not beautiful like beautiful so here's here's the kicker of the story right this is um, when Channing Tatum was the sexiest man of the year, and he was in the Magic Mike or Movie Mike or whatever the heck it's called. The, the, yeah. You know, he, whatever it was. So he had to perform on stage. So at the time, we're saying hi to Jamie Foxx and Holly Berry. Channing Tatum's dancing on stage. He comes off stage. I'm telling you, we're 10 feet, 20 feet backstage, right off stage. So he comes off in between a set, and he's like, Jamie, how did I do, man? And we're all sitting right, standing right there with him. And he's, he's like, oh, hey, Ed Reed, nice to meet you. Man. Jamie, was that okay? You know, like insecure actor, like wow. just, I, 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 I was definitely, I had a misstep. Did you see a misstep? He's like, oh man, Channing, you were great, man. You didn't miss anything. Guys, patting down his face, getting him ready to go back out, putting more makeup on him. He's like, I definitely missed a step. But okay, you thought it was good? Yeah, it was great. Okay, I, I got to get back out there. Good to meet you, Ed. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you tonight at the after party. And ran back out on stage and went dancing. And looked at me. He goes, "Bro, let's get the fuck out of here, man. We spent way too that long is in great. here." Good <laughs> Call story. The car, let's get out of here. Good so, story. That's, I love it. All right, best story available. Your music's playing. I don't know why you can't hear it. I got to work on that. Glenny, great run tonight, as always. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Amber. See you, buddy. I'll end today on two Rona stories. Number one is Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Not only could Chris Collinsworth not do the slide in, that was determined before the season because of, you know, coronavirus. That's going to end the pandemic. That will end the pandemic along with the plastic trays they're now handing our fast food to us on in the drive through window with the six-foot interview pole. Oh, yeah. These are all pandemic stoppers right there. But Santa Clara mandated that they wear masks to call the game. Two announcers in an empty booth in an empty stadium calling a game using their mouths, very important, and they were told, nope, you got to wear a mask. And then the health director said, we don't want you to end up like the president. That is so sciency right there. That is really applying the science of, is this a real risk that needs our attention as a health department? 
Fuck no. It was 15 days to flatten the curve 203 days ago. I kid you not. It wasn't, we're going to make announcers wear masks all the way seven months from now. But here we are. But here we are. That is so much science. And then to add the little jab, you don't want to end up like the president, said the Santa Clara health director. Science. See? Follow the science, which includes this and taking a shot at the president. Wow. New York is shutting down again, sort of, by zip code. Because the virus adheres to zip codes. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, the virus adheres to zip codes. It doesn't leave a zip code when it's been told, hey, you stay right there. Or you don't go in there. And it also adheres to curfews, 10 o'clock, midnight. The virus is very acute or acute or it's very keen to knowing where it is allowed to go and not. Cuomo has now threatened Orthodox Jews with shutting down their synagogues if they continue to gather in large crowds uh, against ordinances. In his slideshow, Cuomo showed a mass congregation which was from 14 years ago. Wow. We will shut you down, he said, without blinking. Now think about all the Trump comparisons to Hitler. And then we have this. A New York City, New York mayor, New York governor, and the mayor de Blasio is just as hard down, telling Jewish faithful, we will shut your church down if you don't stop gathering. That's kind of like Hitler. Imagine if Trump were to do this. Just imagine. And I think Jews tend to vote overwhelmingly for Democrats for reasons that I'm sure could be explained to me, but... God bless them. I vote for who you want. And you're getting what you wanted, good and hard. So here we are. Good luck, uh, Rabbi Meshkowitz and company. You're going to need it because New York ain't fucking around and they don't care and the media is not going to call Cuomo Hitler. They've got that reserved for Trump. All right, thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Tuesday. Tell a couple friends if this was a stimulating, intellectually honest podcast that included sports, life, mummies, murder hornets, and more. Tell a couple friends and we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday and we will see you next time. Hey, unless you've been under a rock, you know the NFL is back, college football is back, and the NBA Finals are underway. Prime betting season right now. It's winning season, though, at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but a little something-something on the game. Whether it's not that much or maybe more than not that much, if you've got a hunch about something, is a lot more fun than just flipping around, oh, there's a game on. Get with my bookie. MyBookie.com, the official website to get your sweet action with this ZabeCast. Go there right now and put your deposit in. They will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Pretty sweet, right? Plus, they've got a $100,000 super contest for only a $10 entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks. I mean, come on. Get in on this. It is the best leverage you'll ever get to win a big payday without having to risk losing a big payday. 
All that and more is at mybookie.com. Promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo. Get that 100% dollar for dollar matchup. Sign up today and bet with the site I use, mybookie.com. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, it's all there at mybookie.com.